Nobody's home, so I can do this at the top of my lungs if I want to. Hello, everybody! Welcome back to another episode of One for One. I'm your host, Nolan Schumann, joined as always by my co-host, Miles Fuchs. Miles, um, how how is how is that for an intro? Um, I think you broke the sound barrier. Oh, thank you. That's what I was going no, for. Like, like, I think it didn't pick it up. I think you were so loud it didn't pick it up. <laughs> that's that's kind of cool. That's cool. I've never seen anybody do that before. So congrats. I'm proud I'm like, of you. I'm like freaking Superman. I just, I just break the sound barrier. Except your kryptonite is in a blue can and it's made in Missouri. You're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. Uh, Miles, how are you doing? Um, I'm good, Nolan. 2023 is off to a bang and start three days in. I got no complaints. First day back at work today. That kind of, that's kind of a damper on things, but you know what? Um, life's, life's got to get back to normal after, uh, after a restful holiday season. And I'm glad to be kind of getting back into the swing of things. How about you? You back, uh, back doing, doing the damn thing. Yeah, back at work today. It was, uh, you know what? I, I, I came to the conclusion that as the year was coming to an end, that I'm going to try and have like a more like positive mindset and maybe look at like my job and be like, hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna really try my best. If that, like, I, I know that 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 seems like that seems probably like like an older person's probably listening to me saying that and be like, well, you should try your best all the time at your job. But it's like, you know, you know when you kind of get like that spark at the end of the year and you're like, I'm going to really, I'm going to really try and go for it this year. So I'm coming in positive mindset, good first day back at it. And you know what? Trying to get back in the gym, trying to eat better and all that stuff again, you know, just, I'm not, but I'm not trying to set these like unrealistic expectations that I think a lot of people put on themselves. I feel like that's nine times out of 10, what goes wrong with people's like new year's resolutions and stuff is that they make these like such massive, like massive goals that are so un- that not necessarily unattainable, but put way too much pressure on yourself and you don't actually enjoy it while you're doing it if that makes sense no it's all about sustainability right like you can't just you can't go from a habit where you're doing the same thing for 15 years and then wake up one day when the calendar flips and like oh yeah now i'm a i'm training to be a bodybuilder like it it has to be a progression and it has to be something that you can sustain long term to to make lasting change what does it take like 30 days to, to form a habit or something like that Something like that. I, Something I, like that. So I personally find. You, oh, oh, sorry. Go on. So if you if you take those thirty days one step at a time, and you know have somebody who can kind of keep you accountable, or somebody that you can be accountable to in a productive way, I think it it's it goes a lot further to making change. So um, good on you for setting realistic goals. I think resolutions are uh, a little not. I don't want to say silly, but as long as they're like you said, you're, you're doing something that you can find sustainable. I think it's a really good idea and something that can be healthy. So love the positive outlook for work. I think that's a huge thing that a lot of people should do. I know COVID kind of made things weird for people with work. So I get what you're saying. And I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad you're, you're doing good and you're feeling good and you're, and you're ready to, ready to bomb. Oh, I'm, I'm ready to, I'm ready to pod hard. (laughs) Potter? (laughs) Pod hard pod hard oh, okay i thought you were making a devon shore dog joke that well we'll we'll get to him but we may <laughs> that might actually have to be like the that might have to be like the episode title is pod hard pod hard pod hard pod hard um, i like that speaking of potting hard um yeah i actually they don't really pod hard they just I mean oilers <laughs> hey um they potted they potted they uh they 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 potted some goals. Oh, whoa! <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, um, yeah. So we didn't. We obviously aren't going to go over all the games that we've missed since we last spoke. Um, obviously, holidays were 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 really busy for the two of us. So yeah, um, the NHL did a roster freeze, and and in that roster freeze, they were like, "Hey, one for one, you guys also have to do a, a bit of a freeze as well." And we're like, "Well, oh, shit! Like, what are we going to do? I guess we'll drink a thousand rum and eggnogs." Oh my god, I have an issue. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I think based off your Snapchats, I think you're thirty percent nog. I had one last night, and I was really looking forward to it. And honestly, I it 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 hit not in the way that I was hoping. It was like it hit my stomach, and I'm like, yeah, I think I've I think I've hit that point. Um, and I think it's time to retire for the season. Hey, well, you know what? And this might be a very sask thing, but do you ever do you ever mix in a paralyzer? 
no, like during Christmas time or just in general? Just in general. No, I don't. I don't usually mess around with paralyzers. I'm on a I'm on a little bit of a holiday paralyzer kick, and I'm Ooh. just screaming finger eleven every time I make one. <laughs> I remember when that song first came out. My dad and I absolutely cranked that in his vehicles. <laughs> it's a, an electric song. I played so it four times in a row at a Boston Pizza on Fishbowl night last year. Underrated karaoke song too. Underrated karaoke song gets the people going. Absolutely. Um, speaking of getting the people going, uh, should we get into these uh, these games and 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 all that and all that and all that jazz? I th- I think that's a very good idea, Nolan. And to and as you said, to get the people going, we're going to be recapping the game against the 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 game against the Flambeys, the game against the Kraken, and the game against the Jets on New Year's Eve. Oilers are playing tonight. I believe it's the Kraken again, but we will not be getting into that one. Once we get through that uh, Oilers games recap, we're going to do some a fun little segment Nolan had the idea to do here called Oilers New Year's Resolutions and go through player by player kind of what they need to do for the upcoming season to be successful. Nolan did um, professional ones and surprise, surprise, I did not so professional ones, but uh, alas, here we are. Once we get through ones, uh, degenerate yeah, ones, there you go. Okay. It's, yeah, an, it's, on, it's, it's a new year. It's the same me. Once we get through that, we're going to do some NHL shiznit, talk a little bit of World Juniors, finish things off with the rock start of the week and next week's agenda. Does that sound good to you, No Whistle? I love it. Let's go. I love it. Do you want to kick things off with the game against the Flambeys? Absolutely. Uh, because the best way to put out flames is a hot cup of stew. I should. Why did I write hot? I'm an idiot. A cool, a, a cold cup of stew. He's anything but cool, man. He's a cool guy, but he's not cool. He is scalding hot. The coolest mustache. Um, <laughs> fresh off of, by the way, we didn't actually, we, we haven't recorded since he signed, uh, but fresh off of his three-year $7.8 million extension, which comes out to $2.6 million per, Stuart Skinner gets the nod in the final BOA of the 2022-23 season. Thanks a lot, NHL, you dinks. Um, by the way, just as a, just as a quick side note, um, how do you feel about the extension? Stewart's extension. Yeah. Um, rare haul in W. Oh, I, I, I love this move. I think it's genius. I think that the number it's signed to is the, like the way that I see it overall is like if you can get away with winning the Stanley Cup with $7.6 million wrapped up in your goaltending, that's pretty good. Like when you think about it in the like w- when you think about it in general, I'm pretty sure the Tampa Bay Lightning have won two Stanley Cups with a $9.5 million goaltender. So that's okay. Um, and the, the 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 point being is like when you get to the end of those three years, you got Stuart Skinner at two point six per, and then you've got Jack Campbell with one year left. So at that point, when you need to re-sign Stuart Skinner, you can probably either trade Campbell or you can buy him out. So it makes a lot of sense and is a very uh, astute move by Ken Holland. Rare Holland W. Rare Holland W. Uh, a scoreless first period, though, where the shots were 9 for Edmonton, 10 for the Flames, led to a quick second period goal by a member of Calgary's Swedish House Mafia, Michael Backlund, to make it one nothing Flames, 112 into the frame. One for one's favorite punching bag, Tyson Berry would then score his career 100th goal at the five-minute mark of the period with Yamo getting the apple. Even game. Uh, good for Tyson Berry. I I I have to be honest. He he had a good game. He's he's not been bad of recent. Careful. Yes, yes. We'll be very. You will be very careful. Find a large piece of wood and knock on it, please. My desk is quite big, so I, oh, I have wood paneling all over my basement. So I will just be knocking all night. Um, <laughs> Uh, the third period though was an onslaught with the Flames putting up 24 shots to the Oilers for luckily Conrad McDervinson <laughs> only needed one of these to go in on the power play to give the Oilers the 2-1 lead Hyman and Drysaddle would get the helpers Stuart Skinner would hold down the fort for the rest of the way to secure the series W and two big points shots finished 47 to 22 for the Flames who also won 54% of the draws. Oilers were one for one <laughs> on the penalty kill and went one for three on the power play. Oh my God, I just spit on my monitor. <laughs> to no one's surprise, Stuart Skinner took home the first star of the game with forty with his 46 save performance. Man, did they ever need Stuart Skinner in this game? Um, because boy, were the Oilers bad in the third period. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my goodness. Mark Spector had a, he wrote an article the next day and I hate how much like love we give Mark Spector because it <laughs> doesn't deserve it. But love he, uh, is relative. <laughs> love is relative. Yes. Love is blind. Some might say, but he gave a, he, he wrote an article and he's like, Oilers win a huge battle of Alberta on the backs of Stuart Skinner and Darnell Nurse. And it's like, uh, Nurse had like five high danger scoring chances against him in that game. I don't really know if I would give him the, uh, the nod there. Yeah, it's, it, I don't know, it's, and then I don't know if you saw too, because um, like Jay Woodcroft did his post game, and in his post game, he said something along the lines of like, oh, if you actually look at the, at the shots, uh, most of the shots were coming in uh, from low danger areas, and I wanted to, and I wish I was there asking Jay Woodcroft the question, because I'd love to be like, uh, Jason, I saw the shots, I saw the quality of chances, Um you don't have to old man eye test me because the old man eye test backs up the fact that the Oilers got shelled in the third period. Yeah, <laughs> this my, was brother the- in, my brother in Christ, were we watching the same game? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I think this is one where the Oilers kind of looked at it and said, we got away with one. We were very lucky to come out of this with two points. Um, let's move on, on to the next one. Uh, I, 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 um, I spoke to a friend of the show while, uh, while while I was watching this game, and he was not too happy with all the all of the calls not called against the or all of the non calls against the Oilers, um, and in addition to that too, uh, do you have an opinion on the whole uh, Mackenzie Weger, Connor McDavid kneeing? Yeah, I mean, if if that's not Connor McDavid, are we still talking about it? Probably See, not I because don't, at, yeah. at the end of the day, at the end of the day, man, it's hockey and it's a physical game. And the fact that they collided the way that they did, obviously not great, but I don't think that Mackenzie Weger was sticking a knee out to try and hurt anybody. So I agree with you um, where my issue comes is from the lack of, I mean, I, I'm not a big, um, I'm not a big like rah, rah, like going after guys after something like that happens, but I'm sorry, if your captain goes down like that, whether or not Mackenzie Weger decided to do it or not, the thing I would love is if one of the guys in the bottom six decided to get in Mackenzie Weger's face and even just face wash him a little bit just to be like, hey, hey, you jerk, don't do that again. Um, I agree with you a thousand percent. Yeah, would have been just nice to see. To. Yeah, like a little horde of like a little horde mentality, you know, some accountability, like not not to be old school hockey guys, but like. That's Con- that's Connor McDavid. That's your captain. That's the best player in the world. If you're not, you got to beat him up a little bit. You got to beat that Uyghur boy up a little bit and make him pay for it. Make him think twice about laying the bod on on Conrad McDavidson going forward. And it, it sets a, sets an example for other teams too, right? That they can maybe bully him a little bit or push him around or whatever. So that's one of those instances I think where they were very very much missing an Evander Kane type player to be, you know, out there mixing it up. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Miles, would you like to go over or uh, get us going on the second game? I would love to because just like you said, Nolan, they they realized they got away with one and it was on to the next one. And the next one was a game at Climate Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington that we have titled Mexico Mode, which was a 7-2 Edmonton Oilers win on December 30th. A few hours before puck drop, it was speculated around Twitter that Leon Dreisaitl would miss the game, which had everyone a little nervous as the Kraken had been a nice little surprise at points in the season and currently sat fourth in the Pacific Division. But Nolan, hot and dangerous. If you're one of us, then roll with us. Quote Kesha, quote Zachary Martin Hyman, as he scores the game's first goal two minutes and 44 seconds into the game from McDaniel and Ted Nugent Hopkins to give the Oilers an early lead. But before you could send a text talking shit to your brother-in-law, who happens to be a Kraken fan, Clean Costin gets his third of the year and the Oilers are up too. Oh, baby. So now you're absolutely roasting your brother-in-law and not as all quiet on the Western front because (laughs) Norris Nurse says, don't stop, make it pop. DJ, blow my speakers up tonight. I'm a fight till we see the sunlight and gets his sixth of the season before the game is four minutes old and the Oilers are up three. So this game's going pretty good, right? Everyone's feeling good on a Friday. Had a nice vermicelli noodle bowl for supper with a diet cola. What could be better? Well, I'll tell you what could be better, Nolan. How about a <clears throat> yes, Puliarvi goal? Let's go, boys. 4 nothing Oilers. And the second period is underway. 
and the Yamo uh, Ryan homecoming party. Both of them are Seattle, are Washington boys. Um, but Daniel Sprong says, hey, and gets the Kraken back into the game, and it's 4-1 Oilers. Are you nervous? I'm not really feeling nervous at this point. The Oilers are looking pretty much pretty comfortable in the driver's seat. So it's it's 4-1 Oilers, but not for long until crisp and clean with no caffeine. Costin gets his second of the night. Um, where are all the assists? You're like, Miles, why are you saying all these goals and you're not putting assists? Well, uh, we're going to give you a few fun figures at the end of, of point night. Point night? Did someone say point night? Zachary Martin Hyman says as he pokes his head up from the large salmon he pulled out of the Washington River that he's currently eating whole just so that he could score a power play goal. His 17th marker of the year. Oilers are up 6-1. Brandon, I take funny headshot pictures every year. Ha ha ha. I'm so cool. Tanev gets his sixth of the year to make it 6-2 Oilers. And I'm not chirping Brandon Tanev because I... <laughs> I can see Nolan's got his eyes all wide like he just saw a ghost. I don't want to chirp Brandon Tanev because I like a little personality. I like a little, I like a little personality from NHL players every now and again. So don't want to take anything away from him. He's got a good story, but uh, poke fun where you can, right? In the third period with the game largely put away, the Kraken began to resurge and put a large amount of shots on net. And at this point, Captain Connor says, hold on here, fellers, I'll handle this. And takes the Kraken behind the shed to give them a mercy killing. His 32nd goal of the year, unassisted. 7 to Oilers is your final score. Kraken put up 38 shots on Stu, who turned to 36 of them. Kraken won 55% of the draws, but went 0 for 3 on the power play. That means our boys were perfect on the PK. You'll love to see it. And for good measure, they were perfect on the power play, 2 for 2. You want stats? We got your stats. How about Connor McDavid, one goal, four assists for a five-piece? Hyman, two goals, one assist for a three-way, I mean, three-point night. And Crispy Kleem had two goals. Nurse had one goal, one assist. Nuge had four assists. And Cody Cece was a a nice little plus four on the night. Clean little game for him. Kleem also had six penalty minutes. LOL, what a bad boy. Um, Okay, guys, a couple good games here. Let's close out 2022 at home against the Jets on a happy note. Man, this was... Like, I I love these games. I love these Oilers just putting up a ridiculous amount of points games. They're so much fun. Um, especially just Nuge's, like, Nuge's year has just been, it's been so fun. And what a it just monster. Ma- it makes you feel so good. Um, he just, he rules. And also, the two-goal man, Kleem Costin, rock star. Oh, Absolute he, rock star. He is such a fan favorite. And... Like, I remember if we could go back in time to when we were talking about that Samarukov for cost and trade, and we were all kind of like, well, I don't know, hopefully he finds his game. Well, it looks like he found his, found his game here in Edmonton, and he's really carved out a nice role for himself on the team and is playing with some confidence and is playing with some skill and is... I, I don't want to, you know, um, pump your tires too much, but exactly exactly what you said he would be when he found a little bit of skill and found his game. He's become a, a great player and a great addition to this team. I still really want to see him play with McDavid or Dreisaitl. How fun would that be? Oh, I think once some of these injuries clear up and the Oilers have a little bit more um, fluidity with what they can do with their lines, you're you're going to see Woody get a little creative with with who he's pairing some guys with, and that's going to get him. That gonna could be a costing party. He's going to give me a Woody. <laughs> um, but uh, Miles, I don't, I don't know if uh, I was. I don't. Know, I'm a big fan of the holidays. I don't know if you are too. Uh, my my favorite is. Uh, is uh happy shifleer <laughs> i don't know where i'm going with this white was... leather white leather couch lives yeah, for new year's eve this is just the biggest piece of shit party um no better way to ring it to ring in the new year with the lamest party imaginable miles i have a question for you is there a more cursed blunt rotation than mark shifley kyle connor and david riddich uh, Nolan, that is really funny because I don't know if there is a more cursed blunt rotation. Um, the only way it could be worse would be adding in their puffy coach, Rick Bonus, um, if you mixed him over Stick Flip Boy because he's so irrelevant. But uh, then I'd have to listen to you talk about the stars, and I don't know if I'm ready for that. So I think you have adequately named the the worst blunt rotation imaginable. Well, you see the thing. You th- well, you see the thing about the stars is um, Jack Campbell gets the <laughs> uh, Dallas Stars draft pick. Jack Campbell gets the nod oh. after the short turnaround out of Seattle. Uh, Miles wrote this, but in Jack we trust. I don't know if I necessarily trust Jack Campbell, but um, he didn't see a lot of action this game, and I wonder why. <laughs> because he faced only 17 shots as this game was unfortunately 
the Connor Hellebuck show. Uh, both teams wore their reverse retros as it currently stands. The Oilers are now, I believe, 0 for 2 in their reverse retros. Yikes. Uh, Neil Pionk sucks, gets the first of the game with four minutes left in the period as the Jets were on the power play. PLD and Kyle Connor get the assist, one nothing Jets, couple of lame ducks. Uh, second frame. How damn hot is this guy? Clem, Mr. Clem, the real Clem Shady, uh, the Clem Reaper, uh, gets his third goal in two nights, his fifth of the year, and even things up heading into the third period. Despite the Oilers' best efforts, though, they couldn't get any past uh, anything past Con Helly. Uh, Kyle Connor, ugliest guy in the NHL, gets his 16th and wins the game 2-1 for the Jets. Campbell is 15 for 17. Um, not a not a not a bad game by by Jack Campbell. I still don't totally like the second goal, but I don't know. Maybe we'll argue about that. Uh, Connor Hellebuck though was out of control, out of his skull. Stopped thirty one of thirty two, and the 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 flurry at the end of the game, he was on top of it, and it was just this was just a classic Connor Hellebuck game. Unfortunately, Jets won sixty percent of the draws. Oilers were zero for five on the PP, and that's kind of a major story of the game. Yeah, large, largely to do with the effort from Hellebuck. And I mean, after, I don't want to say taking a season off last year because he wasn't terrible last year. He just wasn't like numbskull, insane Connor Hellebuck. The Jets were also like horrible. The Jets were grounded. Yes. Yes. And they very much look to be back. And I hope it's just a, a, a flash in the pan, Rick Bonus year one coaching thing like he can get his teams to do um, because uh, if you're new to this show, Miles hates the Jets, and I hate seeing the Jets win, and I, I hate seeing like, the Jets beat the Oilers. I don't like seeing good things for Mark Shifley. We, yeah, we hate Mark Shifley. <laughs> Mark uh, Shifley, Mark Shifley, very high chance Mark Shifley never get, it makes a guest appearance on the show. Sorry, even, to any, sorry to anyone who was hoping that was on the 23 bingo card. Even if he offers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're actually busy that weekend. <laughs> Hey I guys, say, I, I, I didn't even say a weekend. Oh, we're busy. <laughs> um, uh, another little storyline uh, that was actually a crisis averted in this game. Uh, in the very last seconds of the game, new fan favorite Clem Costin actually uh, actually went down with what looked like an, a horrible injury uh, and needed help getting off the ice. But he made everyone feel a little bit better. But only two hours later, when he posted a photo on Instagram with none other than. <clears throat> Connor McDavid and said, I'll see you Tuesday. With like a flexing arm emoji and a big smile. King. King. Rock star. Oh. Certified rock star. L O R D Lord. <laughs> Lord uh, Clean. Speaking of Lord, uh Oilers New Year's resolutions. Because there's Lord. a big there's a big one. There's so a big what one. what was your th- walk me through your thought 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 process on this t-h-o-t of course yes on your Uh, on your idea behind this nolan because i like what you got i like what you got here i think it's a lot of good stuff i just want to know i just want to know what was going through your noggin i went through like a little bit of uh you know a little bit serious a little bit of a little bit of ha-has um but ultimately i i don't think that these are necessarily out of the realm of possibility i didn't really want to I don't want to say like, oh, uh, for freaking uh, Clem Costin, can you score uh, 30 goals by the end of the season? Like, obviously, I'm not going to say that. But like, you know, it's just little things that I think that a lot of these guys are capable of. And it's just a matter of just doing it and just trying to wipe the first half of the season out of your brain besides the stars like Connor and Leon. Enjoy what you guys have done so far. But most of this lineup, wipe the pass behind. Because it's a new year, new half to the season. Let's try and let's try and build on the on the positive vibes, guys. Positive, positive, positive. Twenty three. So we start. I figure we could start with our angel, our captain, the heartbeat of this team, Connor McDavid. And for his New Year's resolution, I kept it simple: Lord Stanley. That's all we need. Get Connor McDavid a Stanley Cup. I love it. Um, so again, I I went a little bit of a different direction. I took a little bit of creative uh, creative uh, freedom with this, and I put Connor McDavid's New Year's resolution as "Have Lenny love me more than he loves Lauren." That's a that's a 
that's a pretty bold ask. Well, man, I mean, did you see that um, the Oilers all-star or um, skills comp when they did the rough, rough relay? And Lauren was the only dog mom that was out there and Lenny ran straight to her. And every time Connor went to pet him, he just would do a little spin and go back to mom. I thought that was really funny. <laughs> do you think Connor's like low-key really bad with kids and animals? Yeah, <laughs> kind of. <laughs> and like just like can, being a human being. You can only be good at so much and all of his like good is put into hockey. Like the, I don't know if you saw that. I don't know if you saw like that video that kind of went viral, but it was, um, I think he went to, uh, I want to say he was at like a children's hospital or something like that. And, and, and he did it like a TikTok with a young girl. And that was, oh, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, that's so sick. Yeah. That's so sick. Like, it's really <laughs> awesome to see that, but he like, he's dancing in the TikTok, and unfortunately, um, love you, he- Connor, but. Oh my god, he's he's robotic. Take a dance class. Yeah, he looked like the <laughs> Tin Man from Wizard of Oz without any grease. Con- Connor needs a can of WD-40 for, for Christmas. <laughs> Call Derek Ryan. I'm sure he's got four cans. <laughs> uh, speaking of somebody who needs a little bit of WD-40 on their joints, Leon Dreisaitl. Oh. Make sure your ankle is 100% ready. We don't need this bullshit. So I, we that's the first swear of the day. Uh, we don't need this nonsense of... Uh, of you, uh, of you deciding that you're gonna be injured again and playing like crap. So um, let's just let's just hope that you're 100 percent ready to go. And and Leon's, I actually got this verbatim from him. Um, my resolution <laughs> is to make my own sausage in the off season because this Canadian stuff just isn't cutting it for a good German boy. Okay, <laughs> a little bit. Old Schneider's isn't, uh, you know, isn't quite, you know, isn't quite making you happy there, Leon. I think the ratio's off just, just ever so slightly. Once he gets that dialed in, he's gonna be, he's gonna be zooming. Uh, Darnell Nurse. It's simple. Um, as much as I would love to say, just wipe, just wipe the first half, uh, from your memory. Uh, you need to ascend to the heights of a nine point two five million dollar number one defenseman. Um, this team needs you. You also need to talk to Uncle Donovan about Andy Reid's time in Philly. I think you could learn a lot about leadership from from one Andy Reid and one Donovan McNabb. Go Birds. Tough loss on the weekend, yikes. Um, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, and, and, and I kept it simple. Even though he is on pace for like 90 points in the season, just cross the 70-plus point threshold. That'd be really cool to see. It would be, it would be the culmination of all of this hype behind this player, and we can we can say with certainty, his peak was at seventy plus points. Maybe Heck not yeah. first overall pick worthy, but great great player nonetheless, and fan favorite, like the ultimate fan favorite. Keep new forever. Um, my and again, this is another one that I had a little bit of insider knowledge from. He he sent me this one directly. He said this his resolution <laughs> is to stop falling for these TikTok ads about beard growth enhancements. It's not gonna happen. He should speak to you. <laughs> you could, yeah. I've I've been growing a beard since I was six. Uh, Zachary Martin Hyman, uh, his his was write a new children's book called The Boy with the Ring. <laughs> um, he also wants to work with the Oilers Entertainment Group to ban all non-kosher ads at Rogers Place, as he finds it very distracting. Did this also come directly from Zachary Martin Hyman? Uh, yeah, source close to to the team oh, to the team oh, there. Oh, okay, okay, perfect. Um, Evander Kane. Uh, just just heal up and please continue to be on your best behavior. <laughs> He's also thinking about life after hockey as he needs to post one, one 10,000 plus like fit pic on Instagram every month as there is life after hockey, especially in influencing. Is he the most jacked oiler? Oh, dude. Yeah, probably. He's really jacked. And he's handsome. He is a good looking dude, just, especially good look- with those new jibs he's got. Yeah, I was going to say he's got some Matty Verniers going on there. Hey. <laughs> Not even yours is so good. A little love for the Kraken rookie there. Dentures Keith. Dentures Keith. Oh boy. <laughs> speaking of speaking of Dentine, Evan Bouchard. Uh gap control, gap control, gap control. Please, for the love of God, Evan. And please, for the love of God, Evan, buy a new game day coat that doesn't make you look like the maze runner. You have the money now. Do it. Uh, 
going from one of our favorite players to one of our least favorite players. Uh, Tyson Berry, please keep the folk rock out of the postgame locker room, Sellies. Uh, we don't need the Mumford and Sons and the Lumineers. <laughs> Thanks. Also, keep your dad off the Phillips bruise. That was embarrassing in Dallas. He was cranked. <laughs> Like that man weaponized. was on another planet fully weaponized when he did that interview with gene he's hugging guys and the the, the team picture at the end like with all the dads after the trip <laughs> night you you scan the photo and it's like nice guys everybody's smiling everybody's happy had a great trip and then, and then scumbag len berry <laughs> talking off the double horns <laughs> he's got the he's what what he's got the converse on but they're not like normal converse they're like the the, the, the skate sne- highs the sta- <laughs> and he's got that he's got drunk eyes like i've taken a few photos in my day with drunk eyes and he's got like glassed over nobody's <laughs> home night's done dude oh dude over under hurley tank tops he owns <laughs> <laughs> To quote Mean Girls, the limit does not exist. <laughs> At this point, I think he's sponsored. <laughs> oh, man. Coming off the highs of Tyson Berry, we move on to Kyler Yamamoto. Uh, mine is, uh, please, j- just score 15 goals. This is not hard. Like, this is... I know that I've never tried to score a goal in the NHL, but I can tell you, the the players you get to play with, scoring 15 goals is very manageable. And hey, if you're if you're having trouble out there, just put a lift in your skates so your line mates can see you in front of the cage and just tap them home. Make it easy for them. He just needs to swap bodies with Clem Costin. Should <laughs> <laughs> be right. Don't we all? Actually, no. Swap swap bodies with friggin' Warren Fogle. That's perfect. Because Warren Fogle, uh, well, we'll we'll get to him. Uh, Brett Kulak continue to live up to fans' expectations and carry Tyson Berry. And also, as a good Alberta boy, buy a 2023 Articat snowmobile, snowmobile, no free ads, and go brap in the mountains with your boys. Just the good old boys. <laughs> Never meaning, no harm. Uh, Cody Cece, find that 2021-22 post-Woody surge. And also buy Hugo more treats because that dog deserves the world. Hugo Cece is such a good name. Isn't that an excellent name? I was loving some of the dog. Man, Jasper Ryan. That and that's on brand for oh for yeah, Ryan. and Ollie Bouchard. That's that's also really on brand. Yeah, yeah. There some good dog names in that Oiler locker room, and yeah. we're gonna get to one that is not so good, but we'll, yeah. we'll get there. Yeah, Bouch Daddy's got some like fancy boy tendencies to him, eh? Oh, for good Ontario boy, fancy. Yeah. Uh, Ryan McLeod, uh, add a little snarl or eh, add a little snarl, just. Like hit somebody, be a pain in the ass to play against. You are big. You are a big boy, and you're fast. Use it to your advantage. And also learn how to do water tricks with the gap in your teeth. That's a missed opportunity, <laughs> my guy. A guy that's gonna that's gonna take advantage of some Maddie veneers down the road. <laughs> uh, Miles. Yes, Sipola Harvey. Work on that shot. Fire pucks at net. They will go in. And also block Mark Spector and Jim Matheson on all social media platforms. Get your head right, my man. Do you think he's got the? Uh, do you think he's got the like uh, the uh, Billy Madison like picture with like the fucking target around 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 their heads while he's putting on lipstick? <laughs> I think that, and I think he's got a dartboard in the garage, and may- maybe a voodoo doll. He's finished. Maybe he's into some weird stuff, some maybe. dark magic, some dark magic. <laughs> Some dark potions. Uh, Warren Fogle. See Ryan McLeod. Uh, just be an asshole. This team doesn't need a tough guy. Like they don't need to acquire a uh, freaking uh, Nick Delorier. They don't need to acquire Ryan Reeves. Just, just the existing bottom guys. Just play with a little tenacity. Just, ru- just, just rub some snow in some guys' faces. Call them jerks. That's all call you need. Them, call them jerks. And you know what, Fog Daddy, keep living it up with the rest of the Dangerous Knights crew, Clowder and Boosh. You guys, you guys have a cute little bromance going on and. I like I like that the guys are rolling together. I want to see them continue to be friends, and I want all of them to be successful. I love the McLeod Bushy ammo head bump. It's so cool. <laughs> it is cool. It is cool. Um, Kleem Costin, Mister Kleem, uh, earn a multi year extension with the club. I think that it's very well possible. It's uh, can I, can I just say one quick thing about Mister Kleem? Absolutely, you can. Right now, there's a lot of like so. Y- we all we're all familiar with Oilers Twitter. We're all familiar with how uh, difficult Oilers Twitter can be at times. And while a lot of times I, I tend to agree with a lot of people on Oilers Twitter, um, can we just 
can we just enjoy Clem Costin rather than doing the whole like, I hate to break it to everybody, but his PDO is not sustainable. It's, it's it doesn't look like it's sustainable that he's going to be able to keep this up. His expected goals is like forty six percent, and he's converting on fifty six percent of goals on the while he's on the ice. He's just getting lucky right now. It's like this guy. This guy's cool. Okay, let's just let's just enjoy it. Like enjoy the player. He's very successful right now. Let's yeah. enjoy that. Stop being um, so negative. Imagine Oilers fans making Edmonton a, a good place for player, like a good player culture city. That would be that's my Christmas look, Christmas wish for next year. But you know what, Nolan? I want Clean to go one step further because <laughs> he seems to be able to do it all. I want him to uh, mitigate peace in Ukraine. I think he can do that. I think he's the guy to do it. Get Vlad on the phone. Him and Vlad are gonna go play some pool. And they're going to figure it out. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Derek Ryan, uh, just keep it simple. Change your citizenship. No one believes you're from Spokane. Like, you're clearly from Alberta. Like, let's, let's get, not get twisted. Honestly, write the test. And, and get that 10th sticker on your subway punch card so that you can get that free foot long. Working free, hard in Fort Mac. The free foot long is in his pants. <laughs> Dagger. Dylan Holloway, let's get some top six time. And and I want you to score more goals than thirst trap cameos filled. Okay, need a little, need a little bit from you there, Dell. And uh, Matthias Yamark, just please keep out of the top six. Take up basket weaving. I don't know. This guy's kind of a nothing burger to me. I'm sorry to say. I, I like the production he's had recently, but I I couldn't think of one funny here. So I told him to take up basket weaving. Yeah, M- Matthias Yamark is like the definition of mid. Sorry, 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 Danmark. <laughs> Tough beat for MJ. Uh, Philip Broberg, uh, either become a top four in, uh, defenseman or improve your trade value. And and just make sure that you put off the modeling stint with GQ until you're a consistent NHL player. We don't need we don't need your head in two different places. Uh, Stuart Skinner, win the Calder. I think we can do it. Yeah, I like that. I I think he's the only person who shouldn't have a resolution. He is perfect. I want him to do exactly what he did in 22. Uh. Jack Campbell, uh, on the other hand, just for the love of God, please be league average. That's that's all I ask for. I just want him to find the dresser in Seinfeld that has all of the soup recipes in it so that he can start his own business in a quiet little Michigan fishing town. So you're asking him to retire from the Oilers so that they do not have to pay him his $5 million a year. I mean, you said it, not me, <laughs> but you took, you led me there. Oh, okay. I'll take it. Uh, oh, God. Here we go. <laughs> Devon Shore. Um, make the uh, uh, make cleaning easier for the Roger staff by not spilling popcorn in the press box. That is savage. <laughs> I like it. It's ruthless. Mine is also ruthless. I said hang him up so that he has more time for Harry Potter movie marathons. <laughs> I know you saw the the picture of it because I sent it to you of him like the Oilers when they were doing their like holiday food um, serving thing. I don't know where they were. I don't know the specifics behind it, but there was a picture of Devin Shore and he was wearing a Harry Potter themed Christmas sweater. Nothing wrong with that. You can be a fan. You can like movies. That's okay. But he took it one step further. And during the rough, rough relay, we found out that his dog is named Potter. Potter Shore. (laughs) That dog's not getting laid. No. No, that dog is is on some Snape shit. Rest in peace, Alan Rickman. Jay Woodcroft. Find out who the real Jay Woodcroft is. Is this like? Is this the? Is this the the fun? Uh, the fun? Uh, uh, hand on the boards, hand on the hip, Jay Woodcroft, or is this like? Or is this like the cursed playing uh, Matthias Yanmark in the top six, Jay Woodcroft? Yeah, I a similar vein there, Nolan. I said, get the courage to stand up to your boss so that you can make the decisions you actually want to make and not just roll whoever they're telling you to. Speaking of his I boss. Just, I just read the last one. <laughs> <laughs> Proved us that you're uh, Ken Holland. Uh, Proved us that you're all in and for the love of God, take a big swing at this deadline. Jacob Chikrin. Just, I just got the, I just got the notification. He scored his fifth goal of the season, bringing him up to 18 points in 20 games so far. Jesus Christ, let's get a freaking defenseman. I like it. I like it a lot. But I also, um, this best for last year, Nolan. I said uh, Ken Holland. His resolution again. This is another insider one. This is one directly from the source. Uh, his resolution is to not miss the senior supper at Bonanza. <laughs> 
I love that you. I love that you called it supper too. It, it, oh, I've gotten into a few arguments with the Big J about whether it's supper or dinner. Oh, oh, right. You're you are you are a big supper guy. No, I'm a dinner guy. Oh, you are a dinner guy. I'm a dinner guy. Is yeah. Jay a supper guy? Um, this is a different Jay. This is Big J. Oh, oh, the okay. J, the, the J you're thinking of is is medium J. Yes. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. But no. we're big fan. We're big fans of both Jays, though. Yeah. Come on the pod. Uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, I just wanted to just quickly mention a big thing, I, but that, that basically ties it all up for all of the, uh, uh, all of the Oilers new year's resolution. So as a team, please, let's just, let's just find some goddamn consistency for, for the, for the, for the love of heavens. Um, one quick thing I wanted to just quickly mention is on the weekends during hockey night in Canada, uh, in the intermission of the Oilers game, Oilers and Jets game, uh, Elliot Friedman dropped a little tidbit, a little, um, a little yummy little piece of yummy little piece of content, um, mentioning that the Oilers are interested in defenseman Jake McCabe from the Chicago Blackhawks, six foot one, two hundred and four pounder, uh, twenty nine years old, plays, uh, plays two hundred and four pounder. You talking about like is he a fish? Yeah, yeah, he is. He, 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 he's a fish because he's a defenseman on the Chicago Blackhawks. Um, uh, plays about 20 minutes a night. Uh, top four defenseman. Uh, currently has nine points in 33 games, a plus one on the season. Not really going to put up a crazy amount of points, but from all the fancies and all the eye test people, a lot of people really like Jake McCabe. Um, the only reservation is that he has not played a playoff game in his career. And to that, I would say, do you know who also didn't play a uh, playoff game in his career? Ron Hainsey, when he went to the Stanley Cup Finals and won the Stanley Cup with the Pittsburgh Penguins. So I would not be opposed to Jake McCabe. He has made uh, two more years at $4, uh, $4 million per. Uh, I like acquiring a defenseman with a little bit of term and he doesn't make too much money and i think that he's kind of in that nice little age range yeah man absolutely and it's just nice to hear that the oilers are looking at defensemen and not like gritty bottom six guys it's it's nice that they're not tied to a ryan reeves i know this is the second time this episode where we've shat on one ryan reeves and i don't like whatever but just please don't i think that he has value for sure um i i think that if you're a team that has a guy like Ryan Reeves in the lineup and he's making like 700 grand or he's making like league men. Um, it, it's okay. But Ryan Reeves makes like $2.1 million. He makes way too much money for what he brings to your lineup. It's like Cassian adjacent. Yeah, exactly. And with that being said, he has improved. Like since he's been acquired, Minnesota has played really well. I don't know if that's necessarily the Ryan Reeves effect or Minnesota just regressing to the mean. Um, which I, I think that that's probably what it is. Regressing um, or like progressing? Uh, regressing positively, if that makes sense. I know it I doesn't because th- I think regressing I, no, is a negative. I, I seriously don't think that it's progressing to the mean. Like when you're talking about like when a player or when, when a team has been unlucky, I think they say positively regressing to the mean. Okay, we'll have to we'll have to talk to an English major get that figured out. Um, and then um, so anyway, but anyways, I completely agree. I still believe that they will probably acquire one of those like punchy punchers, but um, I just I just hope it's not for a large asset, and they got to get their decor taken care of first and foremost. I believe that the pieces are in place that this team could win a Stanley Cup with the core that they have. I don't think that. I think if you were to acquire like Jake McCabe, maybe one more guy as like a utility thing, I don't know. Um, but like, I, I, th- I think that there are the pieces in place where this team could win a Stanley Cup with this core. It's just a matter of surrounding them with the right additional piece. If they get Jacob Chikrin, holy smokes, I think that this team is going to be like a Stanley Cup, like top three Stanley Cup contender. I read, and I again, I'll have you fact check me on it. That they at like December thirty first, they had the same record they did last year. That wouldn't surprise me. I think they might even have a better record, especially in December, because they're the the December last season was horrible. Right, but they had that heater right off the start of the year. I think it kind of averaged oh, right. itself out. Yeah. Um, I remember, I do remember reading that they finished like if you if you look at start of the season to like Jan one, they had the exact same record. So. 
this is a team that went to the conference final last year. However, you want to call that if if that was you know getting swept by the Avs doesn't really count or whatever. That's still a second round playoff team that is as we've discussed making positive changes to or hopefully making some changes to the lineup. So all is all is cool in Oilersville. I think that thing. I think that we have reason to be optimistic and that this team is going to have things figured out for the second half. Get a little healthier, maybe get some additions and and hit it hit their stride and play some good hockey. Yeah, and and this team also isn't um like they aren't also aren't hemorrhaging with McDavid and Drysaddle playing like twenty three minutes a night and like literally one line care. I mean, that's how it was a little bit earlier in this season, but the the signs aren't nearly as bad as they were with Dave Tippett. Um, if that makes sense to anybody, like it it it's definitely a much more positive environment right now, and I firmly believe that with an additional asset or with an additional move, this team can can be taken over the top. Yes, sir. Anyways, Miles, uh, would you like to move on to the NHL stuff before we... I would, uh, before we I would love here? to. I would love to. And okay. I think that you should lead us off because I, I spoke to our, our friend, NYR Nick, about this. And I know that you two had an extensive conversation about it. So I think you've got all the uh, all the gunpowder in the barrel for this one. So um, I actually have, I, I spoke to our friend of the show. So um, Alexi Lafreniere has been scratched by the New York Rangers. Uh, the 2021st overall pick um, has not quite turned into the player that they kind of expected him to be, um, but he was scratched for the first time in his career against the Tampa Bay Lightning the other night. Um and, Not just scratched, he was H-bombed. Yeah, he was full-blown H-bombed. And this is kind of a peculiar situation because it goes back to the Rangers and their issues with developing young talent. This is a player that was a essentially a surefire first overall pick. Um, currently has 17 points in 37 games. Uh, ice time, I guess he doesn't really get much for... Actually, you know what? I might as well have uh, our friend of the show, NYR Nick, describe exactly what's going on. Um, I'll try and be as quick as I can with this because he did write quite a description. Oh, but he surprise, said here, surprise. Nick, so I said, Nick, wrote, Nick wrote a long text. So I said, I said we're going to talk about the Alexis Texas scratching, and I wanted to, I wanted a fan's perspective uh, uh, to read. Can you explain what the hell is going on with the Rangers and their young players? He says, "Oh boy, that's a doozy." Lol. Uh, I mean, the biggest factor is that Alexis and Kako, Kravtsov, and Hedl are high draft picks on an already deep team, so they're being asked to produce at a high level with zero PP time to get that scoring touch, build confidence. Makes sense. Uh, even given the lack of power play time, and for some for some for some god godforsaken reason, everyone looks at points production per sixty, not five uh, five on five points per sixty. McDavid's at twenty four points at five on five. Panarin leads the Rangers with twenty two. Zibanejad's third at fifteen. Guess where Alexis Kako and Hedl are. 14, 15, and 12. So all are producing exactly as you'd expect, solid second, third liners with zero PP time. Kreider and Trocek are at 13 points each at five on five, and they get the power play time. Like you look at you look at the wins above replacement percentage or the GVSA for Lafreniere, and he's actually developed pretty well, all things considered. But because hockey is a sport governed by Neanderthals who are terrified by Excel spreadsheets, there's a narrative that Gallant believes that Alexis is a bust. So he has a bad game and gets benched because Magritte, my role players playing roles because of because of the practice of BuzzFeed quizzing your way through lineup construction where coaches figure out the equivalent <laughs> of which who's which character from Gilmore Girls via constructing useless typologies. Man, I could rant for hours about how broken hockey analysis slash coaching is. So if you ever need an analytics guy to gang up on Miles, I'm very willing to make a guest appearance on the pod. I think I'm going to be sick that week. Um, but that makes sense. Um, we hear a lot about, like, there's this thing with Gerard Gallant where Gerard Gallant is a great coach, it seems. He gets results out of his teams, but he can only last so long. And we've seen this be an issue in Florida. We've seen it be an issue in Vegas. And now we're starting to see it as an issue with the New York Rangers. Um if you want my opinion, at the end of the day, you need to figure out something with Alexi Lafreniere because there's no way this guy is a bust. I just, no. I do not believe that whatsoever. No, I, and I think I'd be another example of a really talented young guy getting shipped out just so that he can be a stud somewhere else like JP, but whatever. Anywho. Uh, um, JP for Alexi? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that would actually be kind of cute. But I don't. I I think there would have to be a sweetener going back to New York for that. I you know it's going to end up happening though. 
He'll, he's going to be a Chicago Blackhawk. Oh, God. Please don't. Because um, Kane's going to go to the Rangers. Yeah, I think that's that writing's kind of on the wall. I agree with you. Yeah. Um, speaking of another guy, JT Miller continues to be team, <laughs> teammate of the year candidate. Um, his most recent antic was banging on the net to get Colin D'Elia's attention. Um, he was basically screaming, get like get the F out of the net, get the F out of the net so that they could have a player, like an extra man, extra skater out there to, to close out a game. Wanted to mention this fun little quote from, from JT himself. He said, I'd like to say my lack of production is a compliment to me not cheating the game and playing the right way, end quote. Wow. Uh, coming from arguably the worst defense player in the NHL. My lack of production is a compliment to me not cheating the game and playing the right way. He has no self-awareness. Absolutely that, none. That's insane to say. What What deal? He just signed what contract? He is about to make, I believe, $8.5 million for eight years. After, after, hasn't even started yet. Oh, Vancouver. Sometimes you make it too, too easy for he us. Is, he is, oh my God. Congratulations, like, Vancouver. Like he's, oh, that's a... I don't like pooping on Vancouver because there's some really like nice Canucks fans like floor by Alex. Great guy, friend of the show, but like you, your players make it too easy. Yeah, for sure. I I think that they have a lot of talent, but there's a lot of like fat. You got to trim around that team. Oh man. And they got some, yeah, Vancouver, poor guys. Um, Nolan world junior stuff. Bedard (laughs) is going nuclear. Q miles, old man rant. Dard has 21 points in eight games so far this tournament, and he holds the Canadian record for career goals and points. He beat Lindros, I believe, for points last night and Everly for goals. Next up would be Peter Forsberg's all-time World Junior record for a single tournament at 31. Um, depending on how Canada does in the next two games, it's, it's quite possible that he does that. I mean, those would have to be a couple of big barn burners or just like massive individual performances, but he's had a great offensive tournament. Um, can I bitch for a second? Yes. Okay. So we've been, I've been getting, I've, I've made some comments about Connor Bedard and I'm not ready to eat those comments yet because yes, he's fantastic offensively. And, um, Bob McKenzie actually brought this up in, in one of the, one of the game intermissions or something, or he's like, well, you know, I watched him in the WHL as a 15 year old and he put up a crazy amount of points and was like, oh, it was bubble hockey. It doesn't count. And then he went to the under 18s and he played fantastic and same thing, bubble hockey doesn't count. And then he comes out and he scores 52 goals in the WHL season. And we're all just saying, well, how's it going to translate to the world juniors? And then he comes to the world juniors and he wins a gold medal. Then he goes back to the WHL that plays fantastic, comes to the world juniors again, and he lights it up. So um, Bob McKenzie was basically saying like, he's getting doubted. And every time that he's, you know, he's finding another gear in his game every time. And he is. He's he's a fantastic offensive player. And I'm not saying that he's not. But, Nolan, mm-hmm. he might be the biggest asshole I've ever seen play hockey. <laughs> like, the, the the three instances, and I think this is why I, hate, why I hate him so much. There was one in the dub this year where they were playing Swift Current and he, like, he hit somebody and then kept skating. Like, he, he like, <laughs> kind of reverse, reverse hit him. And the mic picked him up screaming, get shit on, boy. And then this year in the preseason tournament, they were beating the crap out of the Swiss. And he did that little like chin rub on one of the Swiss players right after Canada scored a goal in like a 6-1 game. Like that's, come on. And then last night against Slovakia, he was chirping a guy and, and beaking at a kid uh, right after Canada scored a goal. And like, don't, I, don't get me wrong. I like when guys play with a little bit of fire. I like hockey players having you know, an edge to them and and not just being robots that say the right thing time and time again, but he just rubs me the wrong way with how he goes about playing with that edge. He just like genuinely seems like a dick. Yeah, I, I can kind of see what you mean, but I also look at it as like, I think he's just a, at the end of the day, he's probably just going to be a young kid that comes into the league with a lot of with, with a lot of cockiness behind him, and in in most instances, that can work on your side, especially in a sport like hockey. Um, maybe like I don't think that ne- I think I don't know if necessarily teammates really care about it, and as long as teammates don't really care about it, but at the end of the day, like he's probably going to come into the league. He's going to say the wrong thing to the wrong player, or he's going to do the wrong thing to the wrong player, and. It's going to not go very well for him, and he's going to learn his lesson. And But I think when you look at him as a player, strictly on talent, like, it's next level. Like, next freaking level. 
I he's, he's very good. Do he's not get me wrong. Insanely good at hockey, and I, 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 I think at the, I think, I think too, you're gonna probably find many instances where players, whether or not they're mic'd up or whether or not the the cameras catch them, there's probably so many players in the NHL that are doing shit similar to Connor Bedard, and I don't necessarily hold that against him. I think he's just a young dumb kid more than anything. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Um. Canada, they go on to play the States next to look out. The States is a pretty nasty team. They've got a lot of really, really talented first-round picks. Um, and I also think that Group B was way tougher tougher than Group A, so it's going to be interesting to see how Canada plays, especially after that game against Slovakia where they didn't look very good. Um, there was a lot of... One zero. quick thing I want... Sorry, one quick thing I wanted to say. Very happy Slovakia is back. Yeah, Slovakia is so back. They they looked great, and they they played a really really good tournament. And it's tough to see that they're going to lose out in the quarters and not get a chance to to fight for a medal. Because speaking of the U.S., they beat the U.S. in the round robin. Yeah, and they like they're they're good. They're very very good. And you know what? I don't want to. I don't want this to turn into a political discussion because we've we've talked about this before, and I don't want anybody to to misconstrue my words here. But my goodness, man, this tournament overall is so much worse without Russia. Oh, I agree. It'd be so nice to see Matvey Mitchkov playing in this tournament and right now. There's like with Austria and Germany and Latvia was kind of okay, but it just there's just there's too many gimme games in this yep. tournament with without Russia there. So um not that and Russia shouldn't be there. I'm not saying that they should be, but that's just something that I, I certainly noticed. And yeah, I, I don't think there's been any discussion about that so far from from the bigger broadcasting corporations which like yeah. they can't like i yeah, get it you're, you're coming at it from a strictly hockey perspective and from a hockey perspective it makes it more entertaining when russia is there i i completely agree and i don't think that there's anything wrong with saying that i think that makes that makes that makes perfect sense um i just uh i i wanted to just quickly mention slovakia and i looked at their 2010 uh at their 2010 olympic team just like as like a blast from the past because that's really like the last time that slovakia was relevant when it came to when it came to like international international yeah. competition, because I think they like Slovakia. I think is part of Team Europe now. Like I don't think they even in the World Cup. I don't think they even field their own team. Yeah, but which I mean, but I think I mean with uh, with like Team Europe and all that stuff. Like that's going to include like Germany and stuff. But I'm talking like strictly like Olympics. Their mm-hmm. Olympic team was so sick. It had like just just some like blast from the past names like Peter Budai and oh. Pavel De, Pavel Dimitra. Marion and Marcel Hosa, like just just a rock star team. Marion Gabrick, like awesome team, awesome, good, awesome, awesome. Good hockey country and like proud hockey country too. So with uh, Nietzsche and um, Slavkovsky, Slavkovsky, and um, that other he was twenty sixth overall by uh, oh, Montreal. Uh, Misar, Misar, yeah, like they've got some and their goalie man. Holy cow, did he play a heck of a game? So hats off to Slovakia and. Excited to see them uh, coming back here. Uh, Nolan, this past holiday was the Winter Classic in Boston, where the Penguins lost to the host Bruins 2-1, to one, despite a crazy last-minute surge. See you next year in Seattle for the Knights and Kraken, where they're going to play at the Mariners ballpark. It'll be the first Winter Classic featuring um, two of the newest expansion teams, so that'll be really exciting. And you know what? Nice to see a Winter Classic that's not going to involve one of uh, Boston, Pittsburgh or Chicago because they seem to be in it every other year. Yeah, I'm I'm re- I'm really excited for this. It's gonna be really cool, especially because I'm excited to see what 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 those two teams can do with their with their Winter Classic jerseys. Yeah, man, it's gonna be a lot of fun, a lot, and and two hopefully good teams as well with some with some good talent, good young talent. Speaking of outdoor games, Nolan, it was announced that the 2023 Heritage Classic will be between our Edmonton Oilers and the Calgary Flames. That is so sick. They're going to be playing, I think it's October 29th at Commonwealth in Edmonton. Um, see you there. Like, Yeah, I think I'm going to fly out for that. That's going to be a nuts one. Hopefully we can get a group together and, and go to that game because that's going to be so, so sweet. Um, Nolan, on, on, a, on a little bit more of a serious note here, I wanted to just give a, a quick stick tap to the Buffalo Sabres showing a masterclass in sportsmanship tonight as they were all uh, showed up to tonight's game wearing pray for three shirts in honor of Buffalo Bills uh, defensive back Demar Hamlin who had a very scary on-field incident yesterday in the Monday night football game where he went into cardiac arrest and had to uh, get chest compressions and, and ultimately taken off the field in an ambulance he stayed in stable condition uh, at the uh, Cincinnati University Hospital and I think you had a little update from Twitter there 
Yeah, it said that he's now only requiring 50% oxygen um, rather than the 100% that was initially required. So there are improvements, but there's still a long way to go. And um, yeah, man, I just... Just really horrible to see, and it, that that was going on while the World Junior game was going on. And um, you know, I I I tuned in for a little bit, and it's just it's so scary to see, and especially because you realize that the NFL and just sports in general, like it's entertainment, it's entertainment, but yet these guys put their bodies on the line for you for your entertainment, no matter what. Um, I'm happy that the NFL made the call to postpone the game and to basically just say like, we're not doing anything right now. I, I don't see how you could even consider that after, after that moment. Like it's, it's a really scary sight and it's a really scary thing. I mean, you saw the shots of Josh Allen and Joe Burrow kind of consoling each other um, after the incident happened. And it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's really scary to see. So my thoughts are with DeMar Hamlin, his family, uh, members of the Buffalo Bills, uh, hell, even members of the Cincinnati Bengals. And I mean, you, you got to give props to the, you got to give props to the city of Cincinnati, the Bengals, the entire medical staff, um, the staff of the meta or of the, uh, uh, the, since I can't remember the, um, the, uh, the hospital name, but I believe uh, Cincinnati Medical Center. Uh, yeah, you guys, you guys, you you guys are heroes, and and I, and I really hope that we can. Uh, I really hope that uh, Demar Hamlin is able to make it through this. Um, on a quick little positive note, actually, his GoFundMe page is actually at nearly five point five million dollars right now. So that's really cool to see. That is awesome to see. And quick segue here because we we don't want to be uh, bears of bad news all the time, but uh, in Buffalo news, Tage Thompson just pulled the most gangster move of all time as he just apparently allegedly bought Jack Eichel's old house on the riverfront in Buffalo. So not only did he take Eichel's team, he's now taking his home, like not actually taking it. I'm, I'm sure he paid legal tender for it, but that is just so gangster to see <laughs> that the city of Buffalo is getting their their prodigal son, as it were. I just want to mention one quick thing about Tage Thompson. So he just signed an extension which is going to be, uh, which is a, uh, what the hell was it here? Oh, I can't It's like 6.25 or something. It's like $7 million. We talk about how Nathan McKinnon was on the best contract in the NHL. And that was like when he had like $3 million or three, three years remaining at like 6 million bucks. Tage Thompson, as we speak right now, has 50, 51 points in 35 games with, including 27 goals. His extension does not kick in until next year. Yeah, he's that so is, he's dynamic. That, he's that so is fun to watch. Literally going to be the best contract in the NHL. Quite possibly yeah. in NHL history. If this man is a 100-point player making 7 7 million dollars when the cap is about to spike and we're probably going to see players making upwards of 18 to 20 million dollars, that's wild. Yeah, good on Buffalo. They had a they they need they need it every now and again, and they finally look like they've got things figured out, and the future looks bright in Buffalo for the Sabers. Good Funny on Tajay to Thompson. Tajay Thompson, Arizona boy. Good guy, um, Miles. It's your moment, Nolan. Clear out. The, ter- the the term rock star gets thrown around a lot these days, and I'm really excited to do this one because this is this is our first sarcastic rock star of the week because we are officially on some gossip girl shit. XOXO. Have you heard about this this lady in in Michigan and what happened? Uh, no. This is a wild one. So put your seatbelt on and 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 just get tight for this. Uh, Kendra Lackery of Michigan was charged with five crimes. Two counts of stalking a minor, two counts of using a computer to commit a crime, and one count of obstruction of justice after a year-long campaign finally found her guilty of catfishing two students at the school she taught at, pretending to be a student of the same age. The victims, a boy and a girl, were being harassed by a student, in quotations, hiding behind an online identity. Uh, Lacry and the boy's mother worked with the school, LOL, uh, to find the culprit, but it was of no use as the bully was using a VPN to conceal their location. So the local police were eventually called in and they couldn't do anything either because this was so sophisticated. This was above just a, a small Michigan police department's ability. So they called the FBI in. They brought in the big guns and the FBI stepped in and helped pin down the location of the anonymous online bully. 
only to realize that it was coming from the female victim's house because this teacher was also her mother. (laughs) Kendra Lackery was the bully the whole time. And she faces 10 years in prison after making a full confession when the jig was officially up. Officials collected 10,000 messages she sent harassing her daughter and her daughter's then boyfriend. The only thing missing is her motive. People are absolutely legendary sometimes. And Kendra (laughs) bullying her kid to the 11th degree is a masterclass in shit disturbance. Rock on, Kendra. XOXO. You are the real life gossip girl. Isn't that insane? That's so funny. Isn't like rock star in the worst <laughs> oh way. Oh my god. Yeah. Tough beat for Kendra's daughter. <laughs> Dude, that just reminded me of like that horror story where it's like, have you checked the children? The call's coming from inside the house. This is like the legit, this is like the most like Scooby-Doo ass reveal possible <laughs> of pulling the mask off. It, it, oh no! Oh no! It uh, definitely makes you f- feel fortunate to have the parents you do because you're like, oh yeah, you know, my my parents might chirp me occasionally, or um, you know, might get on my nerves, but at least they're not cyber bullying me. Which wh- which of your parents do you think is more likely to cyber bully you? <laughs> I don't think either because neither of them are particularly tech savvy. I think if anything, they would like male bully me. Um, I I could see my mom like passively aggressively bullying me. But not like this, man. Like, this yeah, is no. nuts. Yeah, not in, like, the savage way that, that Kendra did to her own daughter. Why are Americans so cooked? <laughs> like, so, so cooked. This is, like, you can't, ma- like, you can't make this up. Dude, it's, it's Michigan. Anything happens in Michigan. <sighs> Michigan for the winter. So, Nolan, that is our first sarcastic rock star of the week. And I would say... Like, well is probably not the right word, but well-deserved for Kendra to get her moment in the sun. You just got to hope that a person like that gets the support they need because something is obviously not not all well in that instance. But, like, my goodness, that's that's ridiculous. So Here's your clap, Kendra. Nolan, it's, speaking it's kind of... kind cl- of like a... Uh... <laughs> it's a regretful clap. It's, it's clapping because there's awkward silence. But yeah, that's enough to make Gossip Girl himself proud. So, Nolan, speaking of making us proud, uh, next week's agenda, the Oilers believe they, they play their game against the Kraken in approximately four minutes, Tuesday, January 3rd. Uh, they play the New York Islanders. I'm a mat. I'm... No, that'd be the Rangers. No, it's the Islanders. It's the Islanders, Thursday, yeah. January 5th. And then they play Colorado Saturday, January seventh. Three games coming up this week. I am gonna say a three and zero. Oof, I'm gonna say two and one. Like it? I like it. We're on the same page. Starting the year, starting 2023 off on the right foot. Oilers are gonna get some dubbies. New year, new Oilers. New year, new Oilers. I love it. Nolan, I think that's about it for the episode. Is there anything else you wanted to say? I don't think so. I think we're all good. Well then, if you will, let me do what I do. I just want to say thank you to everybody for joining us for this, another episode of the One for One podcast, home of hot takes and even hotter listeners. We have some very exciting news. We teased it last week, but it's almost time to to make it official. So stay tuned for next week's episode where we're going to drop a little bit of a bomb for everybody, something that's going to keep you all excited. But as always, boy, let's go. Boy, let's go.